You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we are doing our checklist on things that we're watching before the preseason games. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Luke is here with me. How are you? I'm back, mate. I'm going good. Going good. It's a good day at school today. Actually, I finished off with um with some CPR training. Oh, at the okay. End. Yeah, yeah. I had my you know compressions and my breasts and stuff. So if um, so, if we all die because well, of fantasy lack of fantasy <laughs> success, you'll be able to help yeah, us. Yeah, that's it. I was going to say if if you know there's uh, any point where you you know want to just keel over and die, now's the time. It's all fresh in my mind. <laughs> okay, so cool, cool. I've got compressions, I've breaths. So I might even throw the tongue in there for you. If you oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> settle down. Settle down. Let's, um, let's keep this PG. Yeah. Right. I, know, I know you coach at the Oxlons, but let's... Uh... <laughs> All right, let's move on. Yes, so today, what are, what are we doing today? We're talking about the preseason. It's an exciting time of mm. the preseason. Mm. Like, uh, stuff's getting pretty close now. We've had a lot of intra-clubs uh, recently, and a lot of news come out about that. But soon, very soon, I think uh, Thursday or Friday this week, we'll have actually... Actual footage for us to watch. So I think there's it might a few, be, yeah, shaky uh, cam. Yeah, a bit of shaky cam. I think I think some of them are being broadcasted on KO. I, I hope I'll so. have, to, have to fact check that one. I, but I, we'll have some footage and some preseason games for us to watch. Yeah. But we're sitting down today to sort of map out the specific matchups, the players, the Rolls. maybe characteristics we might be yeah. looking for specifically when trying to choose the players that are going to be on our fancy team. So. Yeah, I guess um, just trying to make sure that we're not aimlessly kind of, you know, getting falling into that trap of looking at the scores yeah. and, and getting ourselves uh, sort of sidetracked when looking at these preseason games. Yeah, it's exciting time, Tay. I mean, I think every kind of point we've made in this preseason, we've kind of prefaced with, um, let's look at the preseason games, let's see how it all goes. So, well, um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get a chance soon to put our money where our mouth is and it's it's time to watch some footy. I don't know if I can watch a whole a whole game on shaky cam, some sweaty yeah. fella like well, leading some of them are, the fence. But. The other thing we should keep in mind as well, especially this first weekend, I think some of them are like six quarters, which doesn't make any sense. Mm. Six 
six parts. <laughs> six yeah, parts. Yeah, uh, yeah. So again, keep in mind, sort of perhaps maybe those first two to three, maybe four quarters. Yeah, might be the real stuff. A lot of the time in the past, like the the last two quarters, is kind of like, all right, throw the kids out and and sort yeah. of see how they go. The players that are maybe on the fringes of the team that are trying to get a go. So. Remember, there's, I'm sure there's going to be so many data <laughs> things put out there on Twitter, CBAs oh, coming man. out and things like that. Can't but wait for it. if you can, I mean, I'm excited for all the data <laughs> and sifting through it all myself. But if you can watch the footage, uh, at least for those sort of, I'd say the first two quarters or two sixths or whatever it is, um, yeah. I think that will give you a lot of information about how teams line up. And if that stuff carries over for the stuff the following week, where they're a bit more four quarters, regular sort of dress rehearsal, then you can start to uh, be confident in the things you're taking away from these precincts games. Yeah, there's definitely still things you can watch. Hey, I just, I guess everything you watch, you've got to watch with a little bit of a critical eye and, and kind of, yeah, put that lens over it, the preseason lens, I guess. It, it can be just... tough. It can be tough because this time last year, you know, Patrick Cripps came out and just was on fire and yep. we all sort of went, oh yeah, okay, it's preseason. It Myself, I was sceptical that he would be able to keep it up and it, and it was a sign of things to come in the regular season. A few yep. seasons ago, Jordan Clark and Jaden Short came out and dropped 120s and 170s and it wasn't a sign of what was to come that preseason. So, it can be difficult, um, and again, this is what this podcast is going to be about, is more, we, we've kind of got our pool of players. Uh, again, I don't want to be sidetracked into a Jordan Clark or something like that that comes from left field. Um, so I'm trying to keep an eye on the players that I think are already good selections. And then like uh, sort of Minimonk, we, we were talking about in the previous episode, if you haven't already checked it out. Yeah, that was uh, a good, good fun one. Yeah, think. really good episode. I think there's a lot of information you guys can get from that. Someone maybe a bit more credentialed than us. but yeah, I was certainly uh, taking notes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and, and just trying to, we're more ruling players out at this stage and, yep. and, and making those tough calls. So we're going to go through club by club. Let's do it. Some clubs have more things they're watching than others. Um, so, and just sort of this particular, things that we're, we're sort of looking for. So I'll, I'll throw it over to you, man. Uh, we'll start at the top alphabetically. Adelaide, what are you? What are so we watching with, for Adelaide? With Adelaide. Team? So there's a few sort of different people, I guess, that you could be watching at Adelaide. A couple of those, uh, or one of those people being is, is Jordan Dawson. Yep. And just watching his role, there's not a great deal of teams that I've seen getting around in the preseason that have Dawson there because he had such a good season last year and so his his price kind of suggests that. Um, but something that we'll be looking at closely with him uh, is his role and whether that role is him continuing to just dominate and wax across halfback or whether he starts to even um, push up to a wing or even go inside in the midfield as well. He's um, just recently been named the captain, which is... Yeah, a, after a, one year, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a shock to me, but those people who follow Adelaide closely, I'm sure they... Um, are very much aware of his leadership um, abilities and credentials. So that'll be a watch for us just to see his role. I, I don't see, regardless of where he's playing, unless it's unless it's that um, you know desolate wing role, yeah. I, I don't see... You don't want him on the wing. I still see him being a top six defender regardless this year. Yep. Um, so it'll just be, it'll just be an eye out watching that role to kind of see what we can... Um, he is in um, 21.5% of teams. So Which is more than, more yeah, than I thought. That's, that's, a, that's a fair amount. So I is mean, that the 21.5% of people who are legitimate? Because I don't know. I haven't been seeing it on Twitter. Is that just the person who goes, oh, yeah, this guy was a top defender? Uh, like, I, think, I, I think the back line, we're going to have a lot of spread spray? premiums yeah. in that line because no one is really 
putting their hand up and saying, "Pick me, pick me, pick me." Yep. Um, in terms of you know, you've got you've got your Dacos, who's obviously far and away the most popular defender. Doherty comes in next at twenty seven, and there's just a few guys in there. So Dawson at twenty one percent, Sicily at twenty one percent. Uh, Stewart at 15%, Brayshaw at 13%, Sinclair at 13%. There's a bunch of those kind of top six-ish guys all lumped in there. And I think, um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a mix. No one, I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing with their defensive line. So Dawson is definitely someone we're watching. And another um, another sort of fella is uh, Luke Pedler, um, the, the cyclist. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> he pedals, right? That was good. You yeah. got that? Yeah, oh, I did I, get I was that. hoping I wouldn't have to explain it, the pedler. I need to get a um, cricket sound effects or something. What do you here. mean? Those are good. <laughs> laugh, maybe an all laugh kind of sound effect. <laughs> Not even crickets, Christ. Um, Lukey Pedler, so we're just kind of, we're looking for him in terms of uh, what his role is and then whether he's best 22. What are your kind of thoughts on, on the cyclist? Yeah, look, uh, oh, the cyclist, I don't know if that's going to catch on. It's going to yeah. stick, man. I'll make we'll, it. We'll get it going. Okay, so the cyclist. I think, look, he's... He's 213k. He's very cheap. Yep. Uh, there's some optimism that he may be someone that gets a little bit of inside time. I don't know if I see that, but he's kind of that guy that if he's in there, I think he is kind of uh, around that sort of best 22 fringe. Yep. Uh, we hope to see him sort of come out and just cement that in these preseason games and and feel okay that he's not going to be someone that you probably have on your ground, uh, but probably someone that on your bench can be ticking away and, and sort of make, make you a bit of cash. So um, outside of that, you might be looking at Rory Laird, but for me personally, I'm not really actually watching Rory Laird because I've sort of made up my mind that I don't think I'm going to be selecting him just because of his price, um, having enough trouble trying to fit enough players in my team as it is. Yeah. So I don't want to be spending the price on him, but you other people might be looking at Rory Laird. But the other thing there's we not know, much you could really learn from. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that's the other thing there might be guys that we leave off this hang, hang on why aren't you looking at Rory Laird but we, we know what we get from yeah, Rory Laird and he's the other thing there. to be mindful of too is that with some of those um, uber premium guys like Rory Laird's not getting excited <laughs> for a preseason yeah, game like yeah. you're kidding yourself if you think he's going out there hammer and tong so um, you kind of I think if you're looking at him too closely, there's there's more that you can lose out of watching him. Then yeah. you kind of just take it with a grain of salt what he yeah. does. Yeah, I've said it before. It's the time. It's the it's a funny time of year where you want the guys that are yeah, your premiums to do all right and have the role that you want, but you don't want them to go too well, uh, especially if they're maybe lowly <laughs> owned and, yeah. and you don't want them to come out and, and everyone jumps on them and then you, you've lost your unique. So it is it is funny kind of. Walking that that fine line, so uh, yeah, Definitely. I don't think you have to worry too much about those big dogs. Let's move over to uh, Brisbane, our local uh, team. Yeah, are here. we are we going go to go check out? Oh, well, actually, I don't know if this game is actually in Brisbane. I'll have to, okay. I'll have to we'll check have to out check and see when it is. It Mate, might be might be during school time take, anyway. I have to take the sunscreen if, uh, <laughs> if we are. Yeah, it'll be hot. Um, okay, so we're just uh, first of all, I just want to confirm that Dunkley is going to have that inside role. It'll be a really quick check, but obviously, yep. new club. We just want to make sure that the expectation is that he's inside, but we just want to confirm that. But really what I'm focusing on is that battle for the those half-back positions. The Brisbane half-backs, hey. It seems like there's there's a million people running through there, and the fact Shockers. that they're um, yeah, getting someone like Cam Rayner going through there, like I, uh, I, I heard that a lot in that? the preseason, Shit. and kind of just pushed it to the side, but it, it hasn't gone away. It's It's been 
consistent. So it gonna, could be a legitimate gonna move. Of, so they're going to run out of people to play other positions. At yeah. This stage, so I mean, personally, for us fantasy folk, we don't want Rainer there. We want McKenna. We want Wilmont, Kitty Coleman, um, Kitty Coleman in there as potential options. Yeah. So uh, again, we'll see how that sort of shapes up. But I guess selfishly, we want you know Wilmont as a basement price to be in there and yes. pretty pretty solid in that team. He does maybe present the option to play on a wing as yep. well uh, to solidify himself in that that spot. So Wilmont's a big watch and McKenna. I think the two guys that we are watching. I'm trying my best to stay away from a player like McKenna. I'm hoping we get the rookies that we don't have to go that way. But again, just keeping my eye out just in case that we are short on rookies or, you know, there's still a lot of time before the start of the season and anything can really happen. So, uh, but I I do hope that Wilmot puts his hands up enough to get in that side and and can lock down either a halfback or wing role. Yeah, and with a rookie at that price, to be honest, you really don't care what role they're locking down as long as they're locking down some role in the best 22. I hope they're their best 21 and not the sub. Um, yeah, I think it's probably the, thing, the, eh? the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, but again, we're all kind of going to be in the same boat with that kind of a thing. And sometimes beggars can't be choosers. And yeah. if there's maybe only one or two of those 200k guys, you might just have to go with them. So yep. um, outside of that... Um, I mean, some people might be having a look at Lockie Neal, but he's kind of in that same boat as, as, a, um, as a laird. He's not really getting pumped up for a preseason match. Yeah. We kind of take what he does with a grain of salt, I guess. Have you, have you heard a little bit of like, oh, you know... Um, Dane Zorko's looking good, that kind of uh, stuff. Or? I've I've heard he's I've heard he's uh, had a hamstring as well, like tightness That's unlike and him. stuff. Yeah, it doesn't sound like him at all. <laughs> doesn't sound like him getting a soft tissue injury preseason. I don't think it's one you can go there. I mean, no, might, he's be... playing forward. I think I've heard as well. Okay, it's like um, inevitable throughout the season. Someone will kind of try to convince you. Oh, geez, a couple of good Zorko. photos of Zorks getting yeah. around and well, stuff. You and... know, my over thirties rule. He uh, yes. is well and truly across yeah. that rule. I mean, he's thirty, but his hamstrings might be fifty. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, some people try to get away with saying that he. He hasn't played. He wasn't drafted as a junior, so his hamstrings are younger. But oh, I don't really? Know if that, I don't think that's science. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not getting on board with that. And, <laughs> and just from a footy sense, I think uh, there's there's nothing stopping me from picking this guy. Um, but Will Ashcroft, I'm just oh, keen. I'm just yeah. keen to watch him play and, yeah. and and see how he goes about it. Yeah. All the talk are is that he's actually going to be one of their you know top four or five midfielders, <laughs> and he's going to be getting center bounces. So um, even if that wasn't the case, he'd still be in my side. Yes. But um, so he's. Basically, as, as locked as any other player yeah. is. And again, I don't like to use that word, but I think with Will Ashcroft, it's fairly safe to use. Okay, <laughs> you so start with him. We just want to hope that he gets through uh, unscathed. So yes. let's move on let's to the next club. The, Blue Boys. We, the Blues. Who Blue are we looking Boys. for at the Blues? So I think, um, you know, the, the biggest name coming out of the Blue Boys this preseason is is Doc mm-hmm. across halfback or potentially in the midfield. And I guess that's kind of what we're going to be looking for in the preseason game is just where he's playing. There's a few different things that. Um, I guess are kind of floating around out there that that are suggesting, hey, he might be back, he might be in the midfield, and and obviously the Zach Williams injury. Then there was a lot of people saying, okay, well, does that mean then he goes to yeah. back to half back? But then yeah. you've got a young fella, Lockie Cowan, who um, yeah. could potentially be coming in into the side. We, we hope um, we'll talk about him in a sec. But does that mean that Doherty stays in the midfield? Um, Doherty's such an interesting one. He he's in my team at the moment, uh, but he hasn't been there all preseason. But as as the preseason's evolving and we're kind of um, struggling with defenders, it's it's almost just I've kind of come to the realization: let's just put him in there. We know he's going to be a top six defender, um, or yeah, top six defender, no matter where he plays in terms of yep. footy. Um, but it will still be interesting to see what his role is. Yeah, he's um uh, as uh, again, I don't want to don't want to. Uh, 
call myself a sheep or anything, but, but um, <laughs> I think I think he has found his he has yeah another sound effect to add in. But I think he has he has made his way into my team as well. Following the Salem news, yeah, that was the sort of thing that sort of made me go in that direction. Uh, just it was it's kind of a restructure uh, because I don't see or are confident at this stage in any of the other sort of mid price defenders out there. So um, sort of spending up on a Doherty simply because there's not many other options that I actually like. Yeah. Um, I still think he's probably overs in terms of price and value, but again, when the lack of other options are to go against him there. Yeah, you know, um, you but I, I it, am though. interested to see uh, the, the midfield role almost kind of stresses me out a little bit. Like, it's it's just another unknown and don't another variable. Yeah, that, that's, you yeah. know, he's already done 110 at a half-back role, so yeah. I don't know how much upside or more we can expect or anything like that and and there is that like slight risk that you know the Jaden Short the Crisps but I don't think he'll do that I, I think he's a, he's a goer and I think you know there's a lot of talk um, about maybe the Blues changing their game style and being a bit more direct and if he is in the midfield that might hurt him less than yes. if he is in, defend- in defence yep. um, so I think that's maybe a little bit of Bit of armor that could that could protect him if that is the case yep. for the Blues. So I am watching also their game style yep. and to see how direct and you know how how much of a, a front half game I think is the hot hot uh, phrase this preseason uh, that they do play. And like you said, I'm also watching uh, Lockie Cowan, who I think could be a smoky for us as a as a round one debutant. Apparently, he is playing well, and with the news of the Zach Williams going down with that knee injury, uh, he is the guy that could replace him if they wanted to keep Doherty in that midfield. So I think those two yeah. are actually kind of strangely uh, linked in a way. We'll definitely be watching them both, and, and kind of segueing, we're talking about midfield time at, at Carlton, but the other fellow that we're watching is, uh, is Adam Chera. So there's yep. been a little bit of a narrative of, um, you know, Chera can score well when Carlton um, have got players that are injured in the midfield. And I know you've been a big advocate for this, but it doesn't feel right picking a player based on thinking that his teammates are going to get injured for whatever reason. That just yep. doesn't it doesn't sit right. Um, but it will really be interesting to see in, in these preseason games how that Doherty role impacts the Chera role as well. Because yeah. obviously, if you're playing Doherty in the middle, then that's you know that's less ball to go around for everyone in there. And so is Chera just in there, uh, you know, with high CBAs while Walsh is out, if, if he's out to start the season. So all of that kind of midfield dynamics is the a bit up will in be the a watch, air. won't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's like, so we, we talk about we don't want to rely on injuries, but like the reason that we have to rely on injuries is because he needs injuries to be in the CBAs to get there. But yeah. say, for example, there's a scenario where it is obvious that he is, it's, it's uh, Cripps, number one. Yep. And then Cher is the number two guy in there. Like, and, and he's ahead of a Hewitt. He's ahead of a, a, a Doherty or a Kennedy or one of those types. Um, well, then that kind of does change my mind and doesn't feel as though we're relying on those injuries because when we saw him in there, he was like a 105-type guy. Yep. Um, you know, we have the data on and that. And priced so. at low... Priced at 88. 88, yeah. He okay. has an injured, injured score in there. I think he had a, a five in there, so that brings his price down. So, um, you know, there's a few things going on there in terms of the, or things that have to fall his way yep. to, to be worthwhile. And I'm... There's a few unknowns, especially with the Walsh. We're not going to know that going into the, the start yeah. of the season and yeah. how that will affect him when he does come back. So it's an uphill battle for me to sort of get him in my side, but it is something that I'll, I'll, I'll continue to monitor and sort of see how we go. Definitely. Let's move on to the Collingwood. Magpies, hey? This, this might be one of the biggest team watches, in my opinion, because there is three players in here that yeah. are all highly owned. Yep. Um that at, for me, at least two of them 
are very much 50-50 calls whether or not they're in my side. So Interesting, too, that one of the, the teams that we're most keen to talk about is a team that last year was very much not a fantasy Nothing, scoring yeah. team. So there's, um, Mitch is alluding to a couple of guys, and we'll get to them uh, in a second. But let's start with the, the ruck position at Collingwood yeah. there. So obviously Darcy Cameron at the start of, um, sort of everyone's preseason has has been a guy that's been spending a bit of time in people's ruck lineups. And yep. the obvious thing, obvious thing is that he could be that solo ruck. Um, he played pretty well last year, but he still potentially, if he's that solo ruck, still hasn't maxed out in value. So there presents some value there. But obviously, the worry with Cameron is uh, Big Coxie. Now, I'm, I am normally averse to Big Cox, but <laughs> even... <laughs> Not your teammate, though. Your team. No, well, yeah, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, you got me. <laughs> um, but even more so averse to Big Cox in this situation as yeah. well because, uh, I mean, I think it's better for the fantasy community if Coxie uh, takes the goggles off, hangs up the boots and just sort of parks yeah. up well away from the MCG uh, so that Darcy Cameron can go to work because yeah. if, if we can pick a Ruckman that's... Um, sort of valued a little bit lower than what we think he can go and he can then be one of those potentially kind of top in, in the ballpark ruckman yeah, yeah. um you can get away with making the rest of your team better at the start of the year but you're not going to be um so cooked by sort of not having one of those big go- big dogs yep. so for me I'll be watching like a hawk um and also just the those... hope that he gets out there, obviously, with his hamstring thing. I, th- I think I did see that he is back training uh, yeah, now. Yeah, there's a little bit of a watch there. Um, so just, just want to obviously look and see how he moves, um, yeah. see how he's going in terms of his health. It'll be Does interesting he play, to see. How much, watch his time on ground, like those kind of things is also a good thing to watch for his health. Structurally with that one too, because obviously Colin would have gone and, and bought in, um, who am I thinking of? Forward. That we uh, from Brisbane. Yes. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes, yeah. The name escapes me at the moment, but they're going and bought in um, a big four. Is it? It's not um, Darcy. Uh, uh, I'm going to find it for you. Uh, Hold up. You. Yeah, keep going. It's escaped me. But um, the the kind of notion there is okay. Well, maybe Cox doesn't play. Cameron plays exclusively ruck, and they've still got that four presence there. So um, yeah, it's it, there's a lot to watch there in the in the Collingwood sort of ruck stocks as well. Now, Mitch will find that name for me because it is just escaping (laughs) me for sure. But I'll talk a little bit about the guys that Mitch alluded to before. So the two fellas that he was alluding to that are... McStay. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Our apologies. (laughs) Gosh, terrible, terrible of us. But the guys that Mitch was alluding to before uh, that are highly owned but that he's even potentially tempted to fade are obviously Dacos and then Tom Mitchell. So I'll let you chat about that. uh, So for me, it's it's a big watch on um, Dacos especially. We want to know, obviously, there's a lot of talk about him playing purely as a midfielder in some of these, um, you know, match sims and um, things like that in the in- internal games the club are playing. Yeah. But it's another thing entirely when he goes out and versus another team when you've got to condense your list and, and he's going to play, you know, what's his split? Is he is he uh, halfback first, midfielder second? Is he midfielder first, uh, halfback second? Or is he purely in one role or the other? So very interested to see that. Um, and also just to see if he is in a different role, what his, you know, what, what the the midfield of that Collingwood team can dish up in terms of a scoring kind of uh, rate. So, did you see? Sorry, did yeah. you see the goal that he kicked? The other I did day see that. Twitter? Yeah, that was I, who, fun, who was running past that? He that he sort of went no, 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 no. Someone was. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, himself. you got to kick the goal, and he yeah. did. Yeah, he laced it out. It looked easy too. It looked like he kicked it from sixty, and it sailed over the. Yeah, the it was just a casual, just kind like of, a little forward hand pass out of stoppage, just yeah. breaking the lines that. Uh, it looks. Oh, so he's a gun. Though. He's a gun. Uh, I'm right. just. I'm just not a hundred percent sold on 
the upside that he has, I think that he's a kind of guy that he's not going to come out and kill you from the start if you don't have him. Yep. And there's that potential that because he is so popular that if he does have a subpar start to the yep. season with a couple of tough matchups... Um, that he can, uh, yeah, he's not in my team right now. Yeah, wow, <laughs> he's, that's he's, what I was actually going to say. I'll yeah. be interested to see if you have the kahunas to, yeah, to fade him. And it looks at the moment like he, Mitch does have the kahunas. Yeah, he's not in my team right now. We won't reveal the rest of my team. But right now he's sitting out of there. He, he does come in. Again, it's a structure thing. But yeah. I am just sort of watching him uh, and see how he goes there and what role he does play. Um, you know, if he's in the midfield, is he tackling well? Is he sort of someone like, are they, uh, is he still getting those sort of one-two handballs uh, in the midfield that he yeah. was getting in defence? Yep. Or is it a bit more of like a let's get it and let's just kick it forward and let's just let's keep going, keep forward um, if they're not chip marking around like they weren't last year. Um, and again, the flow and effect to that is what does that do to Tom Mitchell? You know, if, if we've got Dacos coming into the midfield that we maybe perhaps originally weren't thinking he was, does that mean that Tom Mitchell is maybe not that 70 plus percent CBA mm. guy? Like is he maybe sort of still that 55 to 60 sort of percent guy? And is he maybe not quite the lock that we thought he was? I think he still yeah. will be, but um, yeah, still just keep my eye on it. If, if I was going to fade either of them, it would probably be Dacos, but I too, yeah. only because it, even if I see him playing more midfield time, I actually I'm, I'm in the camp that says he scores better across halfback. In well, that it, it's system. also just a completely new role for him. You know, it's it's almost. I mean, it's not well, like not, he is not a as rookie. a junior. So no, as not a, as a junior, but like he, yeah. it'd be like him coming in as a, well, not as a rookie. Like he's no, obviously I know had what, a time, I know what you're but saying. it's. To an extent, it but might take him a little while before he's doing what he is going to be doing for yeah. the rest of the season. Oh, Does that make sense? There's sort of no doubt about that. I think the the concern more for me is not about him coming into a new role, but more the in that Collingwood, um, you know, slash Richmond kind of that style of system. It tends to be the halfbacks that can wax a yeah. little bit and go big historically. Yeah, historically, yeah. so that would probably be more. But I mean, all of these things we're watching, aren't they? That's the point of this episode yeah, is yeah, just yeah. keep an eye on these things. Um, and uh, you know, teachers the same. You mentioned let's check what his CBAs are like. Are they going to throw him in there the whole time? What's what's the go? We need to have a look. And Collingwood will be. Definitely on our watch list. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as much as I don't, you know, like me because I'm Collingwood. Although I, they, I did, they, that, they won mate, me over a bit last year. Oh, last yeah, year they, I, they were. It was hard to hate them last yeah, year. Yeah, I know. It yeah. really was. And I tried. I tried. Yeah. really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. All right, let's move over to uh, the next team, Essendon here. And uh, sorry, Warney, but I just don't know if there's going to be much interest for me for Essendon this year from a fantasy point of view. No. Like, <laughs> I don't know what really can be done to win me over. I'm, I'm watching the game style and what yeah. the coach is doing. Yeah. Um, um, maybe I'm watching a Darcy Parish and how he's going and how much inside midfield usage he's getting and merit and what their kind of mix is. But I don't know if I'm really going to pick any of them based on anything I see in preseason. Uh, we talked about McGrath earlier in the season. He's yep. someone that maybe you're watching in terms of his role, if it's half-back and if he's getting kick-ins and things like that. So let me talk to you in hypotheticals then. Just let, let's say McGrath, a couple of practice games, comes out, rolls really solid, cross half-back, looks like Essendon's style is just waxing across half-back, chippy-chippy, um, like chipmark, not... Um, chippy-chippy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it as well as they can. No, definitely not. Um, but... What's what's you go like if let's say say he pops out a couple one ten one twenty roll looks really good like could you be tempted in any world or uh, maybe it, it, look if he comes out and just like there's an obvious we're giving him the ball we're getting out of our way we're looking for him he's hungry for it like he would have to really impress me um, 
just because of that defensive line, I'm not ruling out anything just yeah. because it is so tough. Okay. But uh, if it was any other year and any other line, I probably wouldn't. But I'll, I'll reserve myself the right as an out <laughs> that, I, that I might. But I don't see it being likely, personally. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Warnie. I'm a little bit the same with... with um Eh, it's not to say they won't be decent, but just in terms of fantasy and starting teams, like I'm sure we'll all maybe have merit at some point in the season. Yeah. But I just don't think I want to start with him um, at this yeah. stage and, and probably the same with Darcy Parrish. So uh, wait enough. and see for me. Let's go over to Frio. There's probably only one guy that I'm really watching in this Frio team, and that is Hayden Young. Mm. I want to see if he's taking the kick-ins, number one, over a Luke Ryan, or yeah. at least splitting it. Because last year, Luke Ryan dominated the, the He loves ins. it, mate. Yeah. He frosts it. Um, and Hayden Young had like 12% or something on the season compared to Luke Ryan. So weird. I mean, Luke, Luke Ryan's not a bad kick, but, bad, ha- but Hayden, Hayden Young's Young, an elite man. kick. He, yeah. yeah, he's a great left boot. Um, uh, so I'm watching that particularly, and I'm also watching, um, we've got a note here to say his hunger. We want to see him mm. calling the ball. We want a little bit of that Dacos kind of attitude in a Hayden Young. And if I see that... He is right now the guy that I have in my side over a Dacos. Um, and again, not locking myself into yeah. it. And I'm not locking myself into the fact that I might be able to have both. Um, but I am watching him as a, a guy there. Obviously, you've got your Brayshaw in there. But again, Brayshaw's going to be Brayshaw. We know he's good. He's kind of like the in that yeah. Rory Laird camp. Like yep. He's just going to do his thing. So for me, I'm watching Hayden Young for Frio. Uh, and that really does it. Maybe, maybe you can have a look at that ruck battle between a Sean Darcy and a... And a Luke Jackson, Luke Jackson. but... Um, Even if one of those Ruckman came out and did something big in the preseason, I think it would still be hard to to pick one. because the other one's always 50-50. there. Yeah. The other thing that I actually will say that I want to watch about Frio is just a little bit of game style stuff. So yep. they, they obviously had a game style that stood up reasonably well last year. They, they obviously played good football last year. But I'll be interested to see whether sometimes those teams that, that get close but don't quite go all the way can sometimes make little tweaks in their game style that mean that maybe we're not... Uh, possessing the ball across halfback as much as we were, and and so guys like a uh, you know uh, Hayden Young in this case can suffer from that. So I'll just be kind of keeping an eye on that as as well. See yeah. if they're kind of a high mark. This also goes without saying, but I will mention it here because I am watching also Matthew Johnson, who's a 200k midfielder um, on the fringes of that team, and see if he can look good to crack their team. But again. A lot of the rookies, we are. We're watching to see if we'll we're watch. all of these teams, if there's a rookie exactly. that puts his hand up and sort of goes. But again, um, you know, we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know if the, there's going to be a guy there uh, that puts his hand up. So, But of course, we will be watching to see if that is the case. So, Definitely. Uh, Geelong, again, probably not a side that really draws my interest no. a lot. And they, um, I mean, they probably don't care that they're not fantasy oh, relevant. Of course they, they don't they're care. Like, they're they're, they're like strutting around with their, with their flag. Dangly's, and their, dangly's <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah. So. So, But um, I guess we're, we're keeping on, on Stuart and I guess his, his role and how he's moving and maybe... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit of that hunger as well. Um, yep. Jack Bowes is maybe another one. Again, just with that mid-price, a defensive line. Is he best 22? What's his role? Is he inside mid? Is he off half back? What's he doing? Is he locked into that side? Is he someone that people are looking for? 
They're probably the two main guys that I'm looking at, but again, it's they still have to do something pretty outside sort of stuff. Yeah, they'd have to be doing something pretty exceptional to kind of really push me in their direction. Um, but you know, you don't close your eyes to anyone this time of year, do you? Really? So. Yeah. Gold Coast GC. Let's go down the GC. Charlie Constable is a guy that I'm watching. Um, the Constable. Constable, yeah. So I'm, I'm watching to see whether or not he is going to be their best 22, how yep. he looks if he is playing that halfback role, which there was that report of a few days ago or a week ago now uh, to say that he was doing that. Um, so whether or not he is sort of in their best team and doing that role, he's a guy that in the past has put up decent stats both in the juniors and when he gets a crack uh, when he was playing for Geelong. Uh, whether or not he can do that at the Gold Coast when they're a bit more direct than when he was playing for Geelong when they were a bit more of those chipmarky kind of teams. Um, it's it's a guy that I'm, again, kind of like a McKenna. I will try not to go with if the rookies are there. But again, he probably is a little bit cheaper than a McKenna, probably has displayed a bit more of a ceiling and fantasy-friendly game than a player like that. But I just have a lot of question marks on his... Um, I guess, security in that team. So watching him and, again, just the, the CBA mix, particularly between Took and Noah Anderson. So a lot of people sort of have touted Noah Anderson to be that guy that could potentially break out. Um, I don't mind the shout. I think he will improve. I don't know if it's enough for me to select him, but, yep. again, I'm just watching his ability and uh, and just a side note to see if uh, Matty Rowell takes any marks. I'd also love <laughs> to see that. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be, um, yeah, buy a lotto ticket if... Uh, Matt Rowell starts taking marks. <laughs> yeah, out. yeah. Um, Constable's one of those ones. Do you think we'd be watching him if he wasn't in the back line? Do you know uh, I mean? Probably not, no. Yeah, if he's of... in the forward lines, we'd, we'd just completely ignore him. Yeah. But the back line, we, we need those... We need, we're we need those players. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, it, I think that is that is a, a good point. But yeah. the the fact is that we are all struggling we with watch. the defence. So we got to watch. Yeah, we're going to see how we go. This next team's got a few players that, that I'll be definitely keeping an yeah, eye on. Yeah, who, talk- who are you watching here? Actually, I don't know if you saw the Traders podcast today, but they were talking a bit about I haven't about got, had boys. a chance yet. Uh, yeah. okay, I'll have to, have to tune in. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the guys you're watching, and I might, I might break some news here for you as well. Okay, yeah, so we're talking, we're talking GWS Giants. There's a few things we're watching. So, I mean, whenever you get a new coach, you're watching game plan, yeah. you're watching... How much of that Richmond style is in there? That's the thing with, with Adam Kingsley there is he's coming from Richmond. So we've got to watch that. So that's, that sort of goes without saying we've been saying that all preseason. So yep. there's particular guys that we're looking to see how they'll be influenced. So uh, Josh Kelly, my boy, we mm-hmm. want to see high CBAs from him, fingers yep. crossed. And, uh, and then there's a lot of people out there who want to see high CBAs from Cogs as well. Both of those guys have their, their scoring effectively linked to their CBAs. When they go big in their big years, they've got between 60 to sort of 80% CBAs. And uh, and for a lot of us, that's where we want to see them back up to. Now, we've, we've noted here the Himmelberg role. It almost seems to have been put to bed. Yeah, I, I think even if he just starts coming out and, and goes like... If he, if he goes in defence, I'm almost just too nervous to do it anyway. Yeah, would it be a sustainable um, thing? Yeah, just because it, it seems like the kind of guy that they'd flip and flop depending on what what's going on. He's so. definitely a swing man. So let, we'll sort of we'll say that that's put to bed, but it's not something that you turn a blind eye to. And and I sort of mentioned the game style. So um, Kelly and Cogs for me, but then there'll be a few people that might be having a look at um, Tom Green's role. The expectation is that he's going to head into the midfield for really high CBAs. So he's probably more of a super coach guy overall with those clearances. Personally, Um, I think that. But a lot of people are keen on him. Um, yeah, yeah. There's definitely people out there. So, so watch him for sure. Um, but so, yeah, what did, what did the traders so say the, today? So the news is, and and this is again uh, based on the the podcast that the the traders put out. They interviewed uh, Riley Beveridge, 
who is uh, a credible journalist yeah. and apparently spent a bit of time with the Giants. I think he spent a week up there while on their in their preseason. Yeah. And the wording is Kelly. A mix of wing and inside yuck, is the yuck, uh, yuck, is yuck, the wording. Yuck. I know Don't I know you're that. hot on him, um, but I think the that. wording was because the other guys are more only inside. Again, I know. Hey, I'm with you. I am with you. At, at what point do, can people not see that this guy yeah. is a oh. gun yeah. inside as well? Oh, I, no. I, I would almost argue. I'd almost argue that Kelly is better than both of those other guys. Oh, inside. get him in there, head of cogs. So, so he has, to, he has to sit out on the wing because the other guys suck at being outside. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, just be better. Ser- hey, are you yeah. serious? That's my thoughts, but apparently that's the wording. So again, we still want to watch it. We still want to see it. But it's that's like, the it's inside like parking wording. your Ferrari out on the street. Yeah, just let it. Yeah, and, and, and put your Yaris in the Datsun <laughs> the garage. garage. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here, guys? Give me a give me a spell. I don't. Nah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> okay, well we'll see it for our own eyes. And the word was again on uh, Cogs that he has been given. He's uh, he's a midfielder, and he is uh, playing with the mindset of only being a midfielder, but still might get a rest up forward. I think it is important to note that um, Riley did mention that he will spend some time forward. Uh, so again, we don't quite know the exact split he may, there. He may as well go to the bench, mate. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm talking Cogs here now. So yeah, Cogs, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying so, Cogs. Yeah, he might not, as well go to the bench. Yeah, well, he's, not, uh, he's he's a good player, but he's probably not in their next premierships winning. Oh, side, I just mean he's like, he's nowhere near as good a forward as he is midfield. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right, right, right. Like, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you that's there. What I'm, saying. I'm with you there. So maybe good news for Cogs, not oh, so good that's news got for me all, Kelly. I know, I know he's your guy. I know you're keen on him, but again, we'll we'll wait to see with our own eyes. Okay. It, it, I, I put a bit of stock into it because it's, it's a credible journalist. Oh, definitely, definitely. But, um, I might just bury me we'll, this. We'll, we'll see how you go. Yeah, so again, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out the uh, the Traders podcast as well, as I'm sure a lot of you are following along. Definitely. All right, let's move on to the next club. Uh, Hawthorne, my boy here, my love child. I'm watching him. Of course I am. Dylan Why, Moore. Why'd you put an E on the end of Hawthorne, mate? Oh, oh, that's the that's a that's typo. The, that's the Brisbane suburb, not the <laughs> not the team. Yeah, mate. right. Oh, that's must be what I did. Uh, Wait, okay, I so, think it's now. I've got to fact check. No, you talk. I'll fact check. <laughs> yeah. So I'm watching Dylan Moore. Um, I'm watching just to see his CB role. I'm just watching the midfield at Hawthorne yeah, because Haw- Hawthorne's no E. Yeah. No, no, no. I was just checking the suburb in oh, Brisbane. Okay, yeah. right. Um, so, Population of four thousand nine hundred eighty-nine. Um, <laughs> 4171 postcode, if anyone was wondering. There you go. Not where we live. Um, so, no. No. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, but Sorry, so, what were you yeah, saying? I'm, I'm looking at the, the midfield mix and, and Dylan Moore especially to see how much he's in there, how much the other younger kids are going in there. I, I am worried. I'm becoming cooler and cooler on more Don't the more that, the mate. season goes on. And, and more just... Or just the reason that <laughs> the difference between he and like a Rosie and Butters and that cash... I'm finding that I actually need it what's a lot. The di- what's the difference in cash? It's only like 60k, okay. I, I think, makes is the difference. But it? It, yeah. especially, uh, what is it? Oh, 46k between Rosie and Moore. And I think it's something like 55k between. Yeah, but every bit counts, doesn't it? It does. And, and it, sometimes it's it's the difference between getting that my sort of club. Like, at the moment, I've got $4,000 left over. So it's a tight, tightly run ship at the moment here, Luke. Um so, yeah, I think for that reason, as well as maybe a little bit of uncertainty, not wanting to take on too much risk when there are other good options there, I'm cooling a bit on more. But if he has, obviously, he still has a lot of room to come and impress me and drag me back in. <laughs> <laughs> it won't take much dragging, mate. No, it won't, it won't. So, watching him here, and I guess just because the rucks are just horrible, uh, I am still watching the, the ruck battle at Hawthorne and Meek first, the rest, but... Okay. Again, you'd have to really, really impress me. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of them had to fall over and 
you know, roll their ankle or something like that <laughs> for me to really get interested. But well, we'll be watching closely. Uh, we'll watch that one there. Melbourne. Let's talk Melbourne. We are looking at a couple of things. Obviously, I, I mean, I think from just a a sheer um, kind of interest perspective, perspective, the Gorn Grundy thing oh, yeah. is, do you know what I mean? Like, what the fan- hell is this? How is this going to work? Yeah, fantasy aside. And so I, I think there's, I've heard a couple of people say there's this narrative, oh, uh, you know, the AFL, two ruck strategy, two ruck mm. strategy. I don't know if I, I'd buy that. I'm like, if you've got two blokes there that are genuine number one ruckman, then yeah, you can run a two ruck strategy. But yep. you don't have to run a two ruck strategy in the AFL to be successful. Oh, absolutely. So like, let's, yeah. let's push away from that notion. So it, it will just be really intriguing to, to me, to see that this club's effectively gone down, they've got the best two ruckmen in the league. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. effectively it's what it is. Yeah, I don't think that's much debate in that, really. So the, the way that they play that will be so intriguing because you, you're not just going to go kind of a 50 50 um, field bench split because then no, you're wasting. No, you such keep talent. them on the field, yeah. So, so that, to me, whatever way it plays out, I'll be watching that yeah, for see sure. Yeah, see if Gorn, I think the word is Gorn, might be floating back a little bit and, and playing those pickoff mark roles. Yeah. Grundy, maybe the Ford a bit more. I don't know. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Whatever happens, we'll and, have uh, on it. And I'm very much closely watching Angus Brayshaw. I'm yeah. particularly watching him now that Salem is out. What's he going to do in terms of... Uh, if, if I see that there's, there's a few preseason games where Salem is not in the side and Brayshaw is still in the midfield, then I am becoming more bullish than I was before. Yes. If I see him float back, I don't know if it's enough for me to rule him out, but it does give me just that little bit of hesitation where before I was very confident he was one of the guys that hasn't left my side. He's been in and out of my side now since the Salem news. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm still watching, and if I see that he is getting centre bounces, even with that Salem not there, and maybe they use someone else to cover him up, um, then I'm happy. What I don't want to see is the wing roll. I don't want to see him out in a wing. No. Um, so gross. I'm watching that that's and making gross. sure that, that doesn't happen. But yeah. yeah, those are the things I'm watching. And I'm also watching the, the relationship between Petrarca and Brayshaw. The yes. wording I've heard as well is that they're going to have a few more guys go through there than they have in the past. But again, to, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, they have kind of tended to lock in a core of four guys that go through there. They exclusively. do, yeah. So I'd be intrigued to see. I, I ha- was having... Um, a chat with our, our mate Bales, one of those uh, yeah. fantasy debates that he does. And I was, um, it's not out yet, so I'm, I'm probably spoiling a few things here. But, go check um, it out, it'll be good. Yeah, definitely. He, uh, I, I was sort of debating for Brayshaw and he was debating for Doc. And I found it, you know, two weeks ago, had you asked me to debate, I would have been debating full of vigour and passion. And, I, and yeah. part of me almost felt like I, I was debating, but then I, I kind of, I don't know whether I even believed a lot of the stuff that I was saying. There's just a lot of uncertainty there. So it's the a bit more murkiness now. It is with Salem, like you mentioned. So that, it, it will be one that I'll definitely watch closely. But, you know, the fact that we're devoid of offend, um, defenders at the moment. The, the um, injury couldn't have come to a worse player than Salem in the preseason. He was someone that we were so keen on. Yes. And the flow-on effect of Brayshaw, who we were also really keen on, and the, the price that he was at, like, it, yeah. it honestly couldn't have gone to a worse player. Yeah. Uh, but, you watch yeah. it. Elliot Yo will go on. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Yeah, hey. Sorry, let's, Elliot. Let's, let's be careful there. No, he'll be fine. Not the Yo-Yo. All right, let's go on to the next guy, North Melbourne. Who doesn't like to watch a bit of North Melbourne? What's your your favourite team? I love me some North Melbourne. You've got 17 of their players in your team this year. Only five. Um, But yeah, (laughs) LDU. I'm watching watching me some LDU and seeing how he goes. We've got a few rookies that we're watching as well in Sheasel. Is LDU still shaved head or is he? I believe so, or at least a a very, very low cut Mm. kind of of shape. Cut there. Don't know what the word is. <laughs> low, low cut, kind of cut. Buzz cut. I don't know. Yeah, but he's um, but he's he's someone. Obviously, I'm watching. Um, we had the scoop 
from Roy the other day, which squirt, I believe it's called squirt. Or yeah, yeah, sorry, I try to use scoop and not steal their word. No, but well, their squirt. It was his squirt. Yeah, so his we squirt. Can use his word, I think. Um, and yeah, so basically the squirt was that Simkin not going to get as much CBAs as yeah. we would expect, and, and the based on the Twitter, think, yeah, yeah. Well, based <laughs> based on the the Twitter research out there, he only spent about fifty percent of time in the CBAs last yeah. uh, in the the Pracky match. And LDU was like up seventy. Uh, LDU was the only one sort of right up there, and then everyone else was sort of around that yeah. sort of fifty mark. So yeah. except um, X Airy. Except X Airy. He was up there too. Was he? Okay, well, Ruckman, yeah. yeah. Um, he's your smoky throw, there. Throwing it out there. Like, um, maybe. So I'm watching LDU. I'm watching some of those young kids. And uh, are you watching You are you watching the X-Man? Uh, <laughs> now I've got to put money where my mouth is. Look, I, I think there's a little bit of a... a um, thing going on at the moment where we're we're going down the ruck list just yeah. to like next, yeah, next, just like next. Get, how much more cash can I get? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, if if Goldie, um, you know, has some sort of old age related injury, um, you know, Man, you're um, off a of blood this podcast, uh, Alzheimer's, or it, it could be <laughs> yeah. anything for Goldie. Um, yeah. Then I don't know if there's much more the next area, and I, I'd be tempted, but that's a bit of pie in the sky stuff. Because kind of reminds me of what I was oh, not hoping for, but like you know. Maybe, you know, last year when it was Paddy Wright and I started with a Rowan Marshall. Yes. Kind of reminds me a bit of that situation. Yeah. Just with that older kind of player that... We wouldn't wish bad on Goldie. He seems like no, a lovely he's, fella. He's, so. he's a genuine guy. And I don't think he's going to be, you know, playing in the twos or anything like that. No, so. I don't think yet. Yeah. Let's move on to Port Adelaide. Um, again, we're watching the Rosie Butters CBAs. Oh, the coin flip. The coin flip. See how much they're in there. See, you know, there's a few different, you know, how much is Boke playing forward? Uh, is Willem Drew in that team? Willem uh, well, I'm true. And and Jason Horn Francis, how much is he stealing time off some of those guys? Apparently, he's supposed to be playing a lot of midfield. Is the the wording I'm getting a lot of? Um, and then also, um, lie set and forget is uh, is what we're looking who, at. Here who coined well. that? Was that you or was that someone else? Oh, I, I think it was a super coach. Uh, someone it? out there on you Twitter. I think I saw. Said. Yeah, I could have, but I I, I want to be. You know, I, I didn't claim it. I didn't make that one yeah, up. But. Okay. Lie set, and forget. Lie set and forget. Well, I was we'll see what little... he's doing with um. Who's the other guy? Uh, Tickle. Tickle. Yeah. Who's Tickle, who's in Tickle, there? Nah. Tickle. Tickle. Apparently, he was in the ones, but I I don't put any stock into that. Like I I sometimes they'll swip the, swap the rock, ruckman over well, just to make be, it a bit of a fairer. Sometimes they'll do that actually too. I remember this. Um, I was going to say back in my day. Oh, I'm you're old, that, mate. I'm not that old, eh? Um, but, like, they'll go, okay, well, the, the best Ruckman goes with the secondary midfield yep. so that you just don't have, like, down the throat, like, down the yeah, throat, and clearance, it's just clearance, domination. clearance. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. there could be something to that. But um, I've I had a little peek, and without giving too much away, he was in your team before. So what's, <laughs> oh, what's yes. the go? Yeah, what's yeah, go? well, he's, um again, that R2, just options are yeah. not... Like, they're falling over. Like, they're they falling over. Like, yeah. there's injuries, concerns to English, Cameron. Uh, Marshall's like the guy that, obviously, I'm pretty keen on him. But oh, please um, don't. Lysette, please don't see again, Campbell. it just it allowed me some cash to do things with my back line. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Watching him, just making sure that Tickle isn't going to be there and they're not going to be sharing ruck time and he is that sole ruck. Yeah. If he is, I don't mind it. Um, look, I don't love it. Like, I don't think he's got this tremendous upside, but it might just be what we're kind of having to to go with. And um, there's an so, element of job security there that you can fall back on with him, yeah, I, I, I would imagine. He's in the side, you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd I'd think. Well, yeah, I'd be shocked if it, if they went down the road of just Tickle and no Lysette. Yeah. Anyway, it yeah. 
With so I think rucks. I think those are the, the main yeah. things I'm watching there. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah, not not too much else to monitor there. Our boys, the Tigs. Obviously, There's we just only... we just love watching the Tigs play. But we do. In particular, I think for fantasy, it's really just Taranto for me. Yeah. Um, you know, you maybe Hopper, but I'm not really considering. He, I'm expecting him to have high CBAs, and even then, I probably don't think he's the best pick in the midfield when we've got other options. So just confirming, again, kind of just like that Dunkley thing, new yeah. team, just confirming that he's in there at a high rate. Um, yep. Maybe check out to see if the Trent Coleman is a, is a real thing, and uh, that would give me a lot of confidence to start with a, with a Timmy T. The only th- only other thing that I'll be keeping, yeah, I guess I'm not keeping an eye on it in the preseason, but come sort of round five or six, I'm going to be looking at Jaden Short and just seeing yeah. where he's Yeah, at that's a good point. Is he, is he actually moving back? So I guess it's something we can watch in the preseason as well. Yeah, but that, because, that is a good shout, actually. Because of the fact that he's currently a midfielder, um, well, for draft, if you've got a draft league coming up and you're drafting him yeah, there could be with the idea that he's going to be a defender, switching back, that's that's a huge difference in a league like that. Yeah, like, definitely, that's, that's massive. I can definitely see a world where he'll be top six defender if he plays exclusively in um, defense in that Richmond team. So just, I mean, keep an eye on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's that's this sort of all I'm watching for for Richmond, apart from just uh, getting around the boys. Yeah. Um, the Saints again. Just want to make sure we do not see, <laughs> we don't see our boy Tom Campbell there don't at see all. Him on social media. Yeah, don't don't see him in the streets. Don't don't come over onto the uh, onto the, the the screen on my on my end <laughs> over here, Tommy. No. Um, so just making sure that Ron Marshall's that guy. The only guy. time I'd like to see him is if he's wearing a moon boot or something like that. Be, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't say that. Sorry, wow. Tom. Mate, Sorry. You are, but now that I'm out for it. Well, yeah. Now that I found out he's 31. forty years old, yeah, nah. then I'm kind of like, well, yeah. you've kind of had your time, yeah, you, mate. So you, you tried. You had a good run. You did. Did you he? Know, well, no. <laughs> That's generous. <laughs> Never played more than the ten Scoobies. games. No, nah, um, poor fella. But yeah, it, that, I guess it's just now better than you. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate that. Don't bring me down with you. Sorry. Um, yeah, um, I mean, in all yeah. fairness to the fellow, he's probably just a legendary guy. But that's kind of our, our funny way of saying we want to see Ryan. We want to see Ryan Marshall, number one, number one. And just yeah. confirm that. Yeah. Um, I suppose the game style as well. Again, new coach. See how they play. And, the game and style will be important for like for a fellow like Sinclair, but I don't think the game style will be super important for a fellow like Steele. Yeah, Steele. Do you know what I mean? You just make sure he's moving okay. Yeah. Make sure he's healthy yeah. and all that just sort of stuff. It. But. Uh, unless I guess we're just making sure we don't see anything crazy. Yes, I think is yeah. is sort of more we're thinking with Steel. Sinclair is a bit more of an interesting one, um, and how much they use him, yeah. how quickly they're coming out of halfback, uh, that will be interesting. But yeah, I think Steel is just sort of a tick in the box. He's out there. Yep. Um, he's doing his midfield stuff, and again, you're not hoping that he goes huge. Just kind of hope he ticks along. Sydney. Not a lot here that I'm watching either. Callum Mills, the wing versus inside, and yep. yeah, that relationship with Chad Warner as well. Yep. Maybe you're watching that. Again, probably not going to go with either of those guys, but again, just something to watch. And uh, again, with the defense, I am watching Lloyd um, and how much they're using him without the lizard there, who's, I think, uh, battling with glandular fever at the moment. So don't so know if many... he's going to be available for round one or if he isn't, how long he's going to be away for. Yeah. But again, defensive line... A lot of question marks there, so I'm keeping up to date with the news on that regard. I still think it's an uphill battle for him to make it just because of how quickly Sydney transitioned from defence to attack. I think they were the fastest in the league last year. Yeah, Gornery's days of chipping it around. Yeah, but still, it might be just that little bit of upside that we, we need and maybe a point of difference there, but... Um, Another fellow you could be... I mean, you, you sort of mentioned Chad Warner. I think there'll be a few people watching Chad Warner. Mm. The other guy that people might be having a look at is um, Errol Goulden as well. So he's kind of showing yeah. a 
a bit of a nice progression. So I mean, these if he's th- getting midfield CBAs, yeah, these are these are not necessarily guys that we're advocating for. Get them straight in your team. We're just saying that we'll be um, just check it. Yeah, casting our eyes over them during the games. Yeah. So West Coast, there's a few West guys. Coast. Just want to make sure that. Uh, Yo's playing the right role That yep. he's healthy um, Want to look at Sheed's CBAs Make sure he's getting Heavy usage through there uh, Jinbi The rookie yep. um, Maybe if we see A Campbell Chesser See how he's going Hopefully that he's Able to put his hand up And be that round one Starting option for us Yeah um, I've heard some good things Recently Whereas maybe a few weeks ago Was less positive it's kind of come back around On, it's, on Twitter a little bit It's trending Positive Maybe it might be A little bit too little too late But we'll see um, He could be one of those guys That we, we love that pops up you know through the year as well like yeah, yeah if downgrade you, if you get all if and i know we're not in this case with the defense but if you get all the rookies straight up then yeah um you know you in a bit of a pickle as well so yeah, you gotta have some downgrades at some point so yeah. yeah no so i guess um for me i like a lot of these guys sheet and yo are guys that obviously are in a lot of teams i think rightfully so um just want to confirm their roles and make sure that they're moving healthily and and everything like that. So I think that's all pretty straightforward. Anyone else in the, the West Coast? No, not so much for me. It's it's those guys. Um, and uh, it's tough. Like we're gonna be we're look going to be looking at Yo and the thing with, you know, injuries is that he could look a million bucks in the two preseason games come out in round one and um, you know, do himself a mischief. So um, you just gotta be looking and a bit of crossing the fingers as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. All right, and the final team here, the Western Bulldogs. Again, we highlighted Collingwood as probably one of the, the big watch list right uh, items, and I think the Bulldogs are probably right there with them. Um, just that midfield mix, because I guarantee most people in the AFL fans community will have one Bulldog in their side. Um, you know, you've got obviously your McLeans, but probably one midfielder uh, Bulldog. So between McRae, Smith, Bont, like those are all great options in my opinion. The world of the AFL fans community was uh, panicking when there was news that McRae was spending a bit of time forward. Um, but See, can I, I s- wouldn't worry too... Look, if you were on McRae before, I wouldn't worry too much about that with that kind of report. Yeah. But again, you'd watch it in this kind of a game when... And I think I don't think they're actually playing this weekend either. I don't think okay. they're... I think so them and the Giants only play the one preseason match. So you won't get to know this for another couple of weeks. So uh, I think I kind of mentioned to this two off air as well. I want to speak on the McRae thing for a second. So the, without going back and checking exactly the numbers, basically McRae was still the Bulldogs' highest earning yes. CBA percentage. 65% last yeah. year. So, and then you had guys like Bontempelli and Bailey Smith who were like in the mid 40s around there. Don't uh, quote me. But yeah, yeah. The, the narrative that I see, uh, obviously people want to buy this Dunkley out. That means that, you know, everyone's getting more CBAs at the Dogs. I just don't, Look, if I'm sitting down in a in a meeting and I'm Luke Beveridge and his coaching staff, I'm not looking at the CBA numbers from last year and thinking, oh, we need to bump Jack McRae up from 63% to 75%. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, well, Jack McRae, 63%, that looks good. Libba finished the year at 70%. I'm looking at it thinking, how do I get Bontempelli and Bailey Smith yeah. up to closer to 60%? Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not... That, that's the way I would look at those numbers. Like, McRae than- is a midfielder. He's been a midfielder, and he's going to continue to be a midfielder. And I don't yeah. know if, like, that is going to be a dramatic difference from last year, which is what yeah. you're saying. So, whereas yeah. those other guys had a multiple roles, but now it might be more concentrated yeah. in, like, the one role, which it's is where you're going to see the upside. Exactly. It's just the way I look at it. I mean, like, there's 
every chance in the world that I'm completely wrong and, yeah. and Jack McRae comes out and averages 120 and I'll have egg all over my face. But I, I just the way I looked at the numbers, if I put myself in the Bulldogs coaching staff shoes, that's just what I'd be doing personally. Um, so that will be definitely a watch for me. Yeah. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of that at the back end of the season. Like, you know, Oliver was probably actually the most he was in actually, there so in, in the, the back last, half. Yeah, yeah. The first four rounds, he was well down. Um, I'm not sure why he got that forward status as a result of that. But then he was sort of in that the, the, the 70s there. So he's sort of the guy that's locked into that inside. But McRae was definitely next. Um, Bont, but then, yeah, like we said, Bailey Smith was sort of, yeah, those 50s, 40s. I think Dunkley um, was only around the 40s. Dunkley was 50 okay. on the season, but again, in the end of the year when, Trelaw moved out. He was also up there, you know, probably between that like, you know, 60, yeah, okay. 60 sort of uh, percent sort of mark. So it is obviously interesting. And then the other X factor, and I still don't know if I believe he's going to be seeing center bounces, <laughs> is the Caleb Daniel, uh, the little helmet. You'll have to squint very hard to see if he's in there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to really keep our eyes peeled. But um, like, I don't know. I, I, I will believe it when I see it, him getting CBAs. I, I hear this talk of him getting midfield time. I still think that it's an outside wing kind of a role would be, to me, the best thing for him. But I just don't know if... I don't know. I just don't... Yeah. I don't know what he provides that's different to the midfield that they've got there already. Like, he's not that defensive kind of guy. He's... I don't know if he brings a particularly fast pace into that midfield. He's he's a great kick... Yeah. Um, and he's a good user of the footy, but you've good got guys that well. you've got guys that do that already. McRae is kind of filling that that box, and I think he does it better than a, than a than a, uh, a Caleb Daniel. Caleb so, Daniel's pretty clean. But do you think that there's any there's any part of this that where the dogs look and they go, "Geez, we've got an electric midfield, but for whatever reason, it hasn't worked." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So do, and do you think they go, "Okay, well, where can we go?" Well, it hasn't worked because you haven't stuck with it for a season. Like, what are you doing, Bevo? I don't know. I, I don't know if I completely agree with that because I, I I agree with the fact that he should probably stick with things for. for they also season. haven't had the forwards as well. I think that's where they've lacked a lot in the past. They need. I would say that they need some more defensive-minded midfielders. That I would, would be agree my, with so, that. So Liberatore but, is. But Taylor is, Daniel's not that. Yeah. Look, I agree with that. I, I just think. I think they could be looking for something new, something is all new, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but I kind of agree with the point you're making is like stick with something for a little bit too. But, yeah, you know, we'll see. We're not, it's we're not it's always interesting reason, to watch so. uh, Bevo and see what he does in the preseason. And who knows, yeah. it might be different by round three. So, yep. and, and the last thing here is the Tim English thing. Is he healthy? Is he got tight hamstrings? Is yep. he got tight adductors? Is he concussed or what's going on <laughs> with with English not, so right and and just confirming that he is uh, soul rucking even though we expect him to do that um, I believe that in the match sim when they were playing um, themselves that other non-rucks were rucking because Tim English was sitting out so to me that feels like okay well if you don't have English in there what what are you doing so to me if he is in there he will be like 90% yeah. ruck time um, so yeah, we'll sort of we'll sort of see how that goes. But just again, the the health box is the box you want to tick, um, and look at how he's moving and getting around the ground uh, is sort of a big thing to watch for him there. So much to watch, mate. I, I so much to watch. I've only got two eyes. I don't know if I can do it. We'll have to we'll have to work together and see if we can cross reference some things yeah. and go through there. But that's what we'll we'll do for everyone of our audience. We'll uh, if you guys don't have all the time in the world to watch all these games, come back in and after the preseason games this weekend and the following weekend, we'll yep. do a sort of some highlights and takeaways and things that we've learned and things that have been confirmed or or, or just how our, our minds are going. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for those episodes coming up as well.
Uh, we're going to be going through, I think, the next podcast. We're talking some potential season wreckers. Some, season wreckers. Some, just some risky picks. Oh, I've seen um, that one. you got number one on the list. Yeah, that is, so, that yeah, is it's a proper definitely a, season wrecker. <laughs> yeah, oh, so stay goodness. tuned for that one, maybe just to avoid. Um, some also maybe controversial ones I mean, in you, there. I these think guys, well. There's some guys here that you, you could pick and win a car. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you yeah. Could also the upside is there, but the risk is also there. So we'll else. talk about both ends there. Yep. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in as well. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you guys are subscribed. We've hit 500. 500 to go to get to a 1,000, guys. Um, also, just a big shout-out to everyone who has liked, subscribed, and uh, been watching since the start, or, or even if you've jumped on recently. Really appreciate the support, guys. So thank you very much. And uh, until next time, guys, leave a video with a big thumbs up. We'll see you then. Bye.